This episode is brought to you by Novilla Mattresses. I consider Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory to be my arch nemesis. Even though I say this, I know we have one thing in common. That is, we both have a hard time getting out of bed in the morning. For Grandpa Joe, that's because he is a bad person. For me, it's because I sleep on a mattress made by Novilla, today's sponsor. Meet their Bliss Organic Memory Foam Mattress. Perfect for those who want a cool, dry, undisturbed sleep throughout the night made with organic bamboo charcoal fiber, excellent motion isolation, cooling gel-infused memory foam that fits all bed frames and is reasonably priced between $179 and $369. Perfect for if you want an inexpensive mattress for you, your children, or even for your guest room. Like I said, I personally sleep on a Novilla mattress, and it has done wonders for me. Throw out that cheap Walmart mattress you got in college and get yourself a mattress made by Novilla. Using promo code SHWEEZY or the link in our description, you can save 10% on any purchase through Novilla directly. Become just like Grandpa Joe on a Novilla mattress today. Again, that's 10% off using promo code SHWEEZY. A reminder, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Hello and what is going on my fellow Schwoke Lords, what is up? Welcome to yet another episode of Cancel Sweezy, uh, the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Welcome to the show today, folks. Uh, if you don't know, this is literally our best episode that we have ever made of Cancel Sweezy, and it's my honor that you are here with me today uh, because podcasts aren't just one person, it's all of us. All of us together make podcasts happen. Podcasts, podcasts weren't built in a day, folks. At least the good ones weren't. Uh, some of them start with two guys having a conversation and then thinking they're entertaining and then being like, we should start a podcast. No, you don't. Probably, you probably don't need to start a podcast. My opinion, uh, and of course my opinion is always valid and correct and, uh, never, never been wrong ever, but uh, welcome to the show today, folks. Um, like I have already mentioned, this is literally our best episode that we have ever made. So welcome to the show uh, today. Uh, Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's Trademark Favorite Podcast. Or, you know, maybe this is a podcast where the host looks like he hosts a Food Network show, which is very true. I do look like someone who would host a Food Network show. And you know what? I'm just willing to accept that fact that I look like someone who would host a Food Network show and, uh, you know what, you can still, you, you can still get your, your dick wet from hosting a Food Network show, therefore, it's not something I'm upset about, so welcome, like, once and for all, uh, to the show today, folks, I, I am mentioning, uh, we have a, we have a great one for you, um, before we get into it, though, I have to tell you that I have music out wherever you stream music, that could be Spotify, that could be Apple, that could be Tidal, Deezer, Amazon, YouTube, anywhere that you possibly get your music from, I am there, and I am willing to bet that uh, you can listen to me where you do get your podcasts at. So, uh, come on, Mark, don't be stingy. Uh, someone famous, famouser than me once said, and uh, yeah. So, uh, why are you not streaming on Stop? Uh, 
presuming me nonstop, then I don't have to, then we can possibly move forward with other things too. So, um, yeah, man. Uh, that's my hole. That, that's where it spits. Because I sing out of my hole, you know, the one where it spits. Um, so go make sure you follow me on all uh, all the music platforms. Uh, that way you get notified if I do release new music. So, uh, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. And so, yeah, I mean, what else What else can I tell you? You can also follow me on social media. That'll let you know when new podcast episodes, new uh, streams are happening, new music, new everything. Everything that's new always gets posted to a social media. That could be uh, Twitter. That could be Instagram. That could be Facebook. And that could also mean TikTok. I do post a lot on TikTok, and I'm working on making sure I post more and more on TikTok as we speak, so uh, that's definitely someone, uh, some somewhere you definitely want to check me out. Man proposes and God disposes. So yeah, you don't want to you don't want to be missing whatever I'm posting over there. A lot of it's funny. A lot of it's just me pictures of me. Some of our videos of me. Some of me are me reacting. I posted one about uh, how Grandpa Joe is garbage. Like I always think he is complete garbage from now until the day I die. I. One, uh, I was getting popular. Oh yeah, it was me last week saying Harvey Weinstein, but it's like, Dad, not now, son. That shit. I don't know why that one got popular. Um. Anyways, though, go check me out on there. Um. You can also go check me out on Twitch, where I do live streams. I'm moving back over to Twitch from Facebook. Uh, Facebook was a little experiment I did, and I think Twitch is still gonna be a better spot to be streaming games. So you can always check me out there. Twitch.tv/theshweezy. Uh, where you can check out streams. I just I play. I did the Woodfall Temple in Legend of Zelda. Uh, Majora's Mask, which was really intense, like camping was really intense. So uh, yeah, you can go check that out. I posted highlights of that on TikTok, where, where you can also go follow me. Uh, but if you do have an Amazon Prime account, what you can do is connect it with your Twitch account, get a Twitch Prime, and you get a subscribe. Now, how subscribes work over on Twitch is that when you uh, subscribe, it's typically around a $5 deal. Um, basically $5 if you don't have Twitch Prime. But if you have Twitch Prime, it's basically helping support a creator uh, and basically a $5 donation for free under your name. And uh, why would you let Jeff Bezos get an extra $5 when you could help Daddy Sweezy? Uh, yeah, so um, don't be stingy. Come on, Mark, don't be stingy. And definitely better be going check me out over on uh, Twitch. And uh, uh, I'm probably going to be Fortnite. Hopefully I might get into another Mario game. So, uh... We'll see. There's um, of all the main, I believe, all the mainline Mario games. Like I've, I've been going through all of them. There is minus 3D Land because I feel like it's a little bit similar to 3D World. I haven't played that one. Uh, there is one mainline Mario game that I have not played, and I think I'm going to be streaming. Oh no, that would be two. I have two. Uh, I haven't played uh, one. I don't have a console that has access to it. Uh, and actually, I think, yeah, I think the Nintendo Switch, you can play every mainline Mario game except for one, I believe. So uh, definitely, definitely go check me out over the Twitch. That's going to be a lot of fun. We also want to financially support the show as well. We do have a Patreon page. Um, basically, you can help us out with any dollar amount donation, and it's a great way to say thank you for being a friend. Uh, travel down this road and back again, because if your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant. Uh, as uh, for four of the hottest women that have, will tell you, four of the hottest women, uh, I would consider them golden, uh, golden girls. 
if if you get the hint there. Anyways, though, uh, there's a ton of free shit you can also do to help support the show. If you're watching the show on YouTube or watching a highlight or getting ready to watch some highlights, make sure you uh, obviously like what you like and episodes and highlights and stuff like that. And make sure you subscribe to the show as well, especially if you're an audio-only listener. Uh, go check us out on our YouTube page. We're trying to build up that algorithm. We're trying to build up the following over there and trying to infiltrate that algorithm. So even if you generally do uh, listen to the show, uh, go check us out and go subscribe to us on YouTube. That way, uh, one, uh, one, you can help support the show because we're really trying to build up our YouTube audience. And also, the nice thing about the YouTube page is we do post highlights from every episode. And so if there's a little segment of the show that you do like and think, I have a friend who would really like to leave this, or I have a friend who definitely needs to see what's up with this, you can send that to him. It's easier than being like, hey, go to this uh, full episode and go to this time marker. No, it's just easily edited down for you, just highlights with the highlights. So go check that out. Uh, Come on, Mark. Don't be stingy. And go check that out. So that's stuff you can do for um, if you are watching the video on YouTube. If you're obviously an audio-only listener, you can obviously, if you're not already, subscribe to the show. That way you get notified when we do release new episodes. That way uh, your commute to work or your... Uh, work listening, podcast listening schedule, uh, can be notified. That way you do have something to listen to while you are, you know, commuting all you truckers out there or commuting to where I know it's like to commute to, uh, a job that's traffic's really bad. And, uh, I want to make your day a little bit better. That's why you need to subscribe. Uh, you can also leave us a review. Leaving a review is a great way uh, to help us infiltrate uh, audio-only algorithms and um, give us a 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 star rating. Uh, all those things I just listed are things you can do for free to help support me and support this show. And uh, why why not help out Daddy? So anyways, though, I think that's everything. Let's get into previous week right now. Previous week right now, uh, we go over the news. There's thousands of news sources out there. How do you know which ones are correct? I decided to do the hard work for you and narrowed it down, and I narrowed all the news sources down, and I found the articles that have been popular or important in the previous week, and I will be going over them right now. Hence the name previous week right now. So as Philip DeFranco would say. Let's just jump into it. Uh, so this first one is from Huff Post. Um, Kim Kardashian speaks about Pete Davidson romance for the first time. So exclusive news that the Huff Post got first before I did. Uh, for all those still confused about the coupling of Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson, rest assured that her famous family forthcoming reality show will provide all the answers. In a new cover story for Variety published on Wednesday, the Car Jenners are front and center teasing their new Hulu series simply titled The Kardashians. And just how much of their private lives will make it on screen this time around? Apart from abundant footage of the family presumably eating salads, Kardashian's new romance with the Saturday Night Live star, which blossomed after her hosting debut on the late night sketch show, will indeed be featured on the show. I am not filmed with him, she told the outlet in her first public comment about their relationship, and I'm not opposed to it. It's just not what he does. But if there was an event happening and he was there, he wouldn't tell the cameras to get away. I think I might something... 
might film something really exciting coming, but it wouldn't be for this season. While Davidson might not appear on camera, the beauty mogul promised that the series would reveal how we met and who reached out who and how it happened in all the details that everyone wants to know. I'm definitely open to talking and I definitely explain it. She added, Hulu will launch the first of two seasons of The Kardashians on April 14th and each containing a whopping 20 episodes. The new series has been described as a premium version of the family's long-running E! show and will have more documentary-style footage to showcase the family's headline-generating personal drama. Kardashians' ongoing increasingly messy divorce with Kanye West, who has legally changed his name to Ye, will factor into later episodes, but the reality star said she intends to keep things civil to protect their four children, North 8, Saint 6, Chicago 4, and Psalm 2. Being in the public eye and having disagreements publicly is never easy, she said of West, who's repeatedly threatened Davidson on social media in recent weeks. But I do believe in handling it all privately. I believe in championing uh, publicity publicly and criticizing privately. I don't think I would ever criticize the father of my children on my TV show. That's just not really what I'm about, and I just don't think that would ever make me feel good. West, however, figures into a major arc in the first episode per Variety and will appear in additional scenes filmed before the former couple officially split in February 2021. The two were declared legally single during a hearing in Los Angeles last month with Kardashian dropping West from her last name. The pair have repeatedly clashed in recent weeks with the reality star accusing West of causing her emotional distress by spreading misinformation on his many social media rants. In the first trailer for this new series, Kardashian poked fun at her own tumultuous romantic history amid sister Kourtney Kardashian's engagement to Blink-182 drummer Travis Barker, which will also be featured on the show. So, a lot of interesting things here. Did we really learn anything? No. This was a giant promo uh, for their new show on Hulu called The Kardashians, which I thought they were like, we are done with E! We don't want to be our lives to be filmed anymore. No, they probably ran out of money and were like, we need more money. Let's do another reality show of us just doing nothing. And uh, that's why the Kardashians on Hulu is uh, up and coming. So it says this is a premium version of that. I don't think we're seeing titties, folks. I don't know. I don't know why my first thought of uh, premium, seeing like a premium keeping up with Kardashians was like, I'm going to see some titties. And I'm like, you're not not going to see titties. It's, it's a Hulu show. And if I wanted to see, I know at least I can see one other titties in a video with Ray J. So that's not a big problem. I actually did have a friend who I will let named anonymous. Um, we were talking is like, what women do you think starfish in bed? And he, he said the car, any, all the Kardashians slash Jenners. I think he said all the Kardashians, but I think he also meant the Jenners too. Um, which I said Gal Gadot, so, but I think the Kardashians are interesting. However, um, we can tell if one of them does starfish in bed because one of them has a sex tape out. So technically, we can figure out that information. That's not hard. That's not going to be hard for us to figure out. Um, but uh, Gal Gadot, I 100% believe she starfishes in the bedroom. It's just... Someone mowing their lawn? Oh, Okay. Might be an airplane. Um, but yeah, no, it's like, it's, uh, my theory is if you're, you start women, women who are just like admired for being attractive and just, you know, celebrity women, 10 out of 10, you know, just incredibly beautiful. They have to starfish in the bedroom because they've never had to try at anything. They just probably just lay there and be like, you're lucky to have sex with me. Um, it's an, it should be honored. And so that's, I'm not going to do anything. 
Um, that's just my theory. That's why you know we, I've I've had the chart. There has there's a there's a curve. You know, the more attractive you are, the more boring you are, and boring means bad at sex. That's just how it is, though. Uh, anyways, the the Pete and Kanye feud's pretty funny. Um, someone took like he did this. Uh, I guess a uh, parody on SNL. Now, what the hell's an NFT? It's like a Eminem song he did a parody of, and someone put his like his singing slash rapping over uh harder better faster stronger uh stronger i think it's what it's called i don't know what the i don't know what the, i know i just know that no that that don't kill me can only make me stronger that one um someone put it over that and that was pretty funny i don't know so um we're all interested in this beef between kanye west and pete davidson or skeet as uh kanye would call him which is uh, a lot of really a lot of really funny things here um I think we all need to keep an eye on Kanye because uh, he's a little unhinged. So, um, so I'm, I'm really hoping that there's no news headline. Uh, Kim and Pete slain or murdered because it's not. I don't want to see that. I don't want another OJ Simpson. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to see that again. Now that I bummed everyone out, we're going to move on to uh, a different topic. I'm drinking Sonic. Cherry limeade. I promise all of you, there's no vodka in it. Um, okay. This one's straight out of Forbes. President Biden brings in TikTok stars to help sway public opinion over Russia's invasion of Ukraine. During the height of the virus outbreak, President Joe Biden's administration authorized $1,000 cash payments to create a TikTok influencer army as part of the campaign to get people vaccinated. High school student Ellie Zeller, a 17-year-old TikToker with over 10 million followers, was approached by the White House with an interesting offer. Zeller was requested to partake in a campaign to entice her followers and young people to get vaccinated. About 50 Twitch streamers, YouTubers, and TikTokers with large followings, including the popular 18-year-old star Olivia Rodrigo, joined up. Some states and local municipalities started similar campaigns. They are now going back to this playbook, except it's for the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. Top White House and National Security Council staffers held a briefing with around 30 top influential social media content creators. The content creators were offered an overview of what is going on in the Ukraine and the views of the U.S. Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Uh, and National Security Council advisor Matt Miller. The TikTokers were virtually briefed on the war, and the White House officials answered the creators' questions. The subjects ranged from relief efforts to the frightening possibility of a Russia nuclear attack. Psaski uh, told the young TikTok celebrities, the best antidote to disinformation is the truth. Rob Flattery, White House Digital Strategy Director, said about the high-level meeting, TikTok is critically important source for updates and reaching millions of people online. An astonishing amount of people are learning about the invasion of Ukraine through digital creators who have begun to cover it. Flattery tweeted Friday, we take that really seriously and are working to make sure those creators have the ability to have their cues Answered. The Washington Post reported that Khalil Green, a young creator with more than 534,000 followers on TikTok, said he wasn't surprised when an invitation arrived to his email inbox. Green said, People in my generation get all our information from TikTok, and it's the finest place we're searching up new topics and learning about things. According to CBS News content creator Marcus De- DiPaolo, who has 3.5 million TikTok followers on 
TikTok, followers on TikTok, said, if Russia uses chemical, biological, or nuclear weapons in Ukraine, the United States will take escalatory steps. We don't know what that means, but it won't be good for Russia. Second, Russian troops are not happy with their own invasion, and it's really impacting Russia's ability to make progress in this war. Third, Russia is not going to win in Ukraine. Things have gone so bad for them that it's just not possible anymore. For those who think TikTok is frivolous, you may want to get a sense of how much money they may earn. TikTokers with a large following make a significant amount of money. Some people are earning a nice living making TikTok videos. With 1 million followers, you can potentially earn between 1000 and 30000 per month. If you have a large, loyal following, major brands will offer sponsorship deals with TikTok stars who have them highlight products to their audience. Very interesting, folks, um, that the U.S. is going to the TikTok stars to help make sure there's no spread of misinformation, which is pr probably a good idea because um, I see a lot of cool guys on the talk, and I gotta say, um, there's one guy, uh, all he does is, like, threaten people and then talk about 5G towers and... Uh, I actually haven't seen him in a while. 5G towers and the vaccine, how it's all a government conspiracy. He's like, I'm not getting your 5G towers. And then he just threatens people. That's like that is. And there's one thing is like, okay, this guy's weird. But some people don't think he's weird. They actually think he's, he knows something. And you'll go to like, like telephone lines, just like really shitty country bumpkin telephone lines. And like, we were like, there's the 5G tower right there. That's trying to give us all cancer. Uh, I'm not getting that vaccine to you to do that to me. So yeah, you shouldn't follow him. So you know, there's a lot of good sources out there. And I think they have, what, what was the quote here? Uh, that is correct. Uh, question, right? Told the young, check out the best antidote to disinformation is the truth. That's why, that's why I'm here to give you the real news of what's going on here. Um, another thought I had is I wonder if they invited the, my favorite TikTok star. So, um, you know, I've, I've ran into, uh, one person I ran into that was really famous was, uh, uh, Martina McBride. And, uh, I can tell you that I didn't know who she was when she passed by me and other people did know who she was, but I didn't. So someone famous like that, I would not recognize or even fangirl over. However, here are some people, here's two individuals on TikTok who I assume went to the White House to talk to President Joe Biden uh, about the war over in the Ukraine. Uh, first is, uh, the first person I want to introduce is, uh, who I assume was there, Craig. Craig is a little person who, uh, who I think he's becoming disabled, so that's really unfortunate. I think there's something wrong with his spine, so he's like, he can walk a little bit, and then he's part in a, in a wheelchair and stuff like that. Anyways, every Friday, Craig fucks a jar of peanut butter. So this is Craig. Spoiler alert. You're probably one of those people that you watch a movie with somebody and you tell them the ending because you've already seen it, but they haven't. And then there's this also other TikTok star, which I don't know where she is. I don't know if she's on... Uh, she she has multiple accounts, and I can't find the current active one, but uh, she she's very well known for this ladybug video. Her name is Tater Cake. So here's Tater Cake. Can anybody tell me what can I do with these ladybugs? It's cold outside. Can I let the ladybugs go? What can I do with these ladybugs? Anybody can tell me what I can do? 
Who I can call or what can I do about these ladybugs? Somebody use Jennifer Goo and send me some bugs in the mail. It's fucked up. Can somebody help me? What can I do with these ladybugs? And since I know we're all wondering where she is, I think she is on a walk like in this video. I'm outside taking a walk. Hello. I'm outside. I'm taking a little walk. I'm outside, see? I'm out. So yeah, those are two TikTok stars that I follow who I 100% assume were at the White House with President Joe Biden talking about the war in the Ukraine. Two of the smartest TikTokers I feel are out there. So uh, you can't you can't tell me I'm wrong, okay? Can't you can't tell me I'm wrong? It's against the Bible. It's probably it's in the Bible somewhere, probably. Um, next article we do have here today uh, something very interesting. I've actually been wanting to know uh, from the Rolling Stone. Katy Perry wins as Ninth Circuit agrees 2.8 million dark horse verdict unsupported. A federal appeals court declined to reinstate the jury award Thursday instead of finding that Christian rapper Flame failed to prove Perry copied anything original from the song Joyful Noise. Katy Perry arrives at Variety Power of Women, Los Angeles, on Thursday, September 30th, 2021, and Wallace Annenberg Center in Beverly Hills, California. Uh, Katy Perry won't have to pony up any money in her Dark Horse copyright battle after a federal appeals court that the 2.8 million jury verdict previously awarded to Christian rapper Flame was unsupported. Uh, Thursday, ruling from the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals found Flame whose legal name, Marcus Gray, was attempting to claim an improper monopoly over conventional music building blocks when he first sued Katy Perry in November 2016. Gray has allegedly had alleged Perry and her co-defendants, including Capitol Records, lifted the repeating instrumental phrase known as an ostinato from the 2009 song Joyful Noise and dropped it into the 2013 mega-hit Dark Horse featuring rapper Juicy J. The trial record compels us to conclude that the ostinatos at issues here consist entirely of commonplace musical elements and that the similarities between them do not arise out of an original combination of these elements. Consequently, the jury's verdict finding defendants liable for copyright infringement was unsupported by the evidence the new ruling reads. Allowing a copyright over this material would essentially amount to allowing an improper monopoly over two-note pitch sequences or even the minor scale itself, especially in light of the limited number of expressive choices available when it comes to an eight-note repeating musical figure, the court says. It was in July 2019 that a jury first returned the underlying verdict in favor of Flame and awarded him the $2.8 million in damages. Perry appealed the decision and a federal district court judge vacated the verdict in March 2020. Uh, Perry's initial victory on appeal followed after the Ninth Circuit upheld a 2016 decision that Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven did not infringe on the 1968 song Taurus from the band Spirit. In both cases, plaintiffs did not present direct evidence that the supposedly infringed work were copied, only the access was possible. So this is like very good news for Katy Perry. I remember when this lawsuit first came out, Joyful Noise and Dark Horse, I, I was 100% on board. I mean, like, these do not sound similar at all. And I just think uh, Flame and 
Lecrae. I don't think Lecrae it actually was, but I don't like Lecrae anymore. I really don't like Christian rap, and I feel like, you know, in our series uh, going over Christian alternatives, I don't think we're going to be doing rap, mainly because I don't know any Christian ba- artist because uh, Christian rap is just terrible. It's, it, it's not good. Christian rap is not good. And uh, I remember when this lawsuit first came out, uh, it was very clear that this was just a scam to make money, and that's why, which is very, very appealing, which is very notable of Christian artists, because essentially, I 100% believe Christian music is just a scam to make money, because they know with that there is a way that people will buy this no matter what it is, no matter how good it is. So honestly, unless you're Unless there's some really good people in Christian music, I know. But honestly, the main idea of being like, we only write Christian music, um, that is a scam to make money. I 100% uh, believe that. And that's why uh, someone who grew up in church and was told you should listen to these Christian alternatives, um, I think it's bullshit. And I, I'll just let God forgive you. Um, so I remember it was like, yeah, 2020 is when they made a decision on it. And Adam Neely made a really good video on... Um, comparing the actual similarities. If there's a copyright infringement case, he usually makes a video on it, and he's always really good at doing, comparing and contrasting each individual thing. So I always want to go with him, but this is really, it's a really good sign that Katy Perry is finally getting, you know, she won that, and uh, if anything, the case should be dropped, but I'm hopefully, uh, hopefully, we don't hear from flame ever again. That, that's hopefully, hopefully this is the end of this whole thing. It's been going on. As I say, it started in 2016. It's been like six years at this point, five, six years at this point. So it's finally over. And so at the end of it, yeah, joyful noise does not sound anything like dark horse. And, uh, if you, if you really do, you're, you're, you're done. That's all I can really say. Last article we have of the day. First person to receive gene-edited pig heart dies two months after historic transplant. Straight out of a USA Today. David Bennett, 57, who received a pig's heart in January in place of his own failing one, died Tuesday. It's not clear precisely what caused Bennett's death, according to the University of Maryland Medical Center, where he received the transplant January 7th and had been recovering since he began deteriorating in recent days and the hospital announced his death Wednesday. Bennett was the first patient ever to receive an animal organ genetically modified to prevent rejection in a person. There was no obvious cause identified at the time of his death. Hospital spokesman woman uh, Deborah Cotts said, and researchers plan to conduct a thorough review of his death and publish the results in a peer-reviewed journal. We are devastated by the loss of Mr. Bennett. He proved to be a brave and noble patient who fought all the way to the end. We extend our sincerest condolences to his family. Dr. Bartley Griffith, surgeon who led Bennett's transplant, said in a statement, Mr. Bennett became known by millions of people around the world for his courage and steadfast will to live. The investigative surgery, although it's only added two months to Bennett's life, informed the field of xenotransplantation, which hopes to help solve the human organ shortage. We have gained invaluable insight learning that the genetically modified pig heart can function well within the human body, with the immune system is adequately suppressed, Dr. Mohammed uh, Mohi Din, an expert in 
interspecies transplants who was involved in Bennett's care and at the University of Maryland School of Medicine said in a statement, we remain optimistic and plan on continuing our work in the future clinical trials. The history of medicine is filled with examples of experimental procedures that did not make a substantial difference in the first few patients but eventually transformed medicine. Organ transplantation itself remained largely experimental from the 1950s until the mid-1980s and now about 40,000 are performed annually in the United States. Transplant raised ethical concerns among animal rights activists who believed animals should not be sacrificed for human benefit and among some who objected to Bennett who had served time in prison uh, for attacking a man with a knife receiving a life-extending procedure, Bennett has, was bedridden and on a heart-lung bypass machine at the University of Maryland Medical Center from October 2021 until the transplant surgery. He was not eligible for a human heart transplant because he had not been compliant with earlier medical recommendations. Studies have shown that patients who do not follow doctor's orders do not do well with an organ transplant, and only a very limited number of human hearts are available for transplant. Bennett was also not a good candidate for the an artificial heart pump because of an erratic heartbeat. When he learned he had no other options, he agreed to be the first person to receive a gene-edited pig heart, which he hoped would be a bridge until he could prove himself worthy of a human heart. His new heart performed well for weeks without any signs of rejection. Extremely weak from so much time in bed, Bennett was receiving rehabilitation and was able to sit up and watch the Super Bowl with his physical therapist even singing along with the performance of America the Beautiful. He often told his caregivers how much he wanted to get home to his dog, Lucky. Bennett's son, David Bennett Jr., speaking for the family, thanked the hospital and doctors for his care. Their exhaustive efforts and energy, paired with my dad's insatiable will to live, created a hopeful environment during an uphill climb, he said in a statement. We are able to spend some precious weeks together while we he recovered from the transplant surgery, weeks we would not have had without this miraculous effort. His son also said he hopes his father's experience will eventually help many others live far longer with transplanted pig organs. We hope this story can be the beginning of hope and not the end, he said. We pray that those looking for hope will continue to fight for the future, fight for new ideas, fight for answers, fight for life, fight like Dave. So I'm, I'm, the first thought I have is I think in a South Park, I think it was, I think it was Bigger, Longer, Uncut, the South Park movie, that they like saved a Kenny. They're like, Kenny, we replace your heart with a baked potato. You have five more seconds to live, or something similar to that, and then Kenny just dies. <laughs> I'm like, it's I'm like that's my first thought here. Um, what is the ethical what, what is the ethical thought here, folks? That's that's a good question. Um, so you know, you, if you kill, I mean, first of all, let's go to like the killing the pig, animal rights activists and killing the pig. Um, I feel like if they're going to like use the pig for food and then make sure to save the heart. I feel like that's a, more of a positive thing there. I guess, you know, genetically mutating it. But also, and there's part of me that's like, don't play God. And uh, that's that's another serious thing, playing God in this situation. And, uh, and uh, yeah, that's why he didn't live two months. But like, two months, though, that's kind of incredible. It's kind of incredible that, like, you we could replace a human heart with a pig heart and then... I lived for two months. I can't, I have to imagine, because in my mind, I feel like that happening, like, if he's going to live, it's not going to be, it'll be like a week at most. But two months is not too bad. I don't know. Um, I would, I'd love to hear other people's opinions on this. Uh, do you think there's a moral, moral thing to using 
an animal's organs to keep you alive? Is it, is it playing God? Uh, stuff like that. I kind of I kind of want to know other people's opinions on this because I don't know how to think. But also, they're like, well, but there's this experimental one where you can have a pig's heart. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll pass on that. I'll just die. Um, so, um, I guess that's all I have to say, yeah. Did you know that 40% of the food in the U.S. goes uneaten? I did, and I don't think that is very cash money, considering $218 billion is the exact dollar amount being thrown away. But now, I know you're asking yourself, what can I do to help? Well, today's sponsor, Imperfect Foods, is here to solve that problem. Imperfect Foods is helping to prevent food waste, and so far, their customers have saved 139 million pounds of food. They're affordable and convenient, making sustainability more accessible. What I love most is that they meet a lot of different dietary needs. In moments I'm stingy with my diet, I always go full throttle on a low-carb diet. They can even hook you up if you're vegan or vegetarian as well. Here's the best part. When you sign up using the link in the description, you get an $80 credit. Holy guacamole from the avocados you can get from Imperfect Food. That is an incredible deal that you should be taking advantage of. So sign up for Imperfect Foods today. Help stop food waste and get an $80 credit. Remember, when you use our links and promos, you directly support this show. You all know that I'm built different but I bet you are coming to me to learn how to be built different as well. The only way to be built different is to get yourself some supplements from today's sponsor, FNX Fitness. FNX Fitness is committed to creating innovative supplements of the highest quality that provide focus for a productive morning, energy to thrive all day, performance supplements to reach new goals, unique sleep and recovery formulas to support any sport, and healthy supplements to support an active lifestyle for years to come. I also really enjoy their clothing line that makes you look good while working out as well. Another thing I love about FNX Fitness is that with every purchase, they donate a gallon of water to a child in need. Start working out smarter, not harder. By using the link in our description today, you can save 15% on your purchase. So go save 15% on some of the best supplements out there when using the link in our description. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Okay, so it's time for another part in our uh, trilogy of uh, Christian alternatives to bands you already like. Because uh, for those of you who knew the series or who didn't grow up in church, uh, when you if you were a Christian in the 90s or the 2000s, one thing uh, that was always a, uh, a thing was that uh, you didn't have to give up, technically you didn't have to give up good music just because you're a Christian now. You can listen to Christian bands, and there's, there's always a Christian band that sounded like the secular band that you already liked. And uh, now as an adult, I realize, like what you like. Some of these bands on the Christian side uh, do hold up. Some of them don't. Some of them really, really, really don't. So therefore, uh, I found this huge list, uh, multiple genres, and I'm going to go over these bands right now with you. Uh, that way you can get into heaven. Today, uh, we have, we're going over rock music, the, the rock music list. The first week we went over punk and hardcore. Uh, last week we went over, uh, pop music and this week we're going over rock. Is there going to be some overlap with those other two? Um, 
categories. I'll guess a lot. Are the bands different? Kind of, surprisingly. Uh, some of them, some of them, some of them have some good. Uh, some of them are bad. Um, but at the end of the day. The love you make should be equal to the love you take, or, or some bullshit. I don't know. I honestly can't tell you. Um, so let's just jump into it. Uh, see here. Rock music uh, f- uh, by Faith Factory. Fa- uh, rock band, Christian rock band alternative. So three doors down. Yep, we're all looking for off to a great start right now. Um, mainstay. That's their Christian alternative. Okay. You can see that. 30 Seconds to Mars, Jared Leto. Um Southbound, Fearing, Future of Forestry, Since October, Everfound, Cutlass. Okay, I can kind of get Cutlass. Uh, Colton Dixon, Red. All right. 303 and Family Force 5. Now, I've never seen... This is probably, of all all this whole series we're going to do, I can't imagine there is a more accurate comparison... Uh, for a Christian version, then 303 to Family Force 5. I listened to Family Force 5 a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, I-, I like the musicality and like the production and everything, but these lyrics are kind of cringe in a sense. I think, in a sense, yeah, the, the some of the lyrics, Booze up front, party in the ba- Watch what you say around my mama. She raised me in the dirty south. Some of that stuff, yeah. But uh, this is the most accurate comparison of this list. Shush, girl. Shut your lips. Do the Helen Keller. I mean, I cannot. There is no. This is the best comparison. This is the best comparison on these lists. A day to remember. Why did they not make the punk hardcore side? Maybe they did. I didn't pay attention. Close your eyes and these hearts. Okay. Huh, okay. A Latin Dave Matthews Band. I'm not making this up. This is on the list. A Latin Dave Matthews Band. Uh, Salvador. You know, I, I want to listen to Dave Math. I want a Christian version of the Dave Matthews Band, but I want it to be a little Latin, too. <laughs> okay. Uh, Adam Lambert, Des Vale. Okay. Alter Bridge and Abandoned Kansas. Some uh, Wichita boys, you know, represent the Kansas trash right there. Uh, Anne Berlin, who is a Christian band, I'm pretty sure there's overlap. Um, Silverline, I am Empire, Summerlin, am- Anne Berlin, Summerlin. Okay. Arcade Fire, Brothers Martin, House of Heroes, Ren Collective. Okay, I-, I get that. Arctic Monkeys, Steve Taylor, and The Perfect Foils. Okay, I see that too. Uh, As I Lay Dying, who was once a Christian band. And then their lead singer tried to hire a hitman on his wife. And then they're like, you know, we're not Christian anymore. <laughs> they're back. They're back making music, which is uh, it's pretty funny. But we're not a Christian band anymore. Um, Dismas and War of Ages. Okay. Hysteria, the classic crime. All right. Uh, Avenge Sevenfold, sent by Ravens. Okay. Some of these bands I've not heard of, and they just sound made up, to be honest with everyone. Um, Avril Lavigne, uh, Crystal Myers, and Everlife, okay? Uh, Bikini Kill, Inhabited. Black Keys. Now, Black Keys, you're either the Black Keys 
or you sound like the shitty version of the Black Keys. So who do they have? Sean Michael, Need to Breathe, Steve Taylor, and the Perfect Foils. Okay. Blink's Blind Side, Silverline. Okay. Blink-182, band I really like. The Send, and FM Static. I haven't heard of FM Static in forever, and that's going to take many years I've been trying to block out of my head back to my life. Uh, block Party in Anne Berlin. See, Anne Berlin's not back on the other side. Bonnie Vare and John Mark McMillan. That is, this list might be the most accurate because those two are clearly, you could tell me, you could play a John Mark McMillan song, tell me it's Bonnie Vare, and I would believe you. It's 100%. I, would, I could easily believe you if you told me that. Breaking Benjamin, Nine Lashes. Brother Kane, a band in Kansas. Cage the Elephant, New World Sun. Uh, Carolina Liar, Voda. Chevelle, uh, Nine Lashes, and The City Awaits. Citizen Cope, Matt Carney. Citizen Way, for King and Country. Coheed and Cambria, and Falling Up, that's actually pretty good. Uh, Coldplay, uh, Brandon B., Delirious. Sanctus Real, Petri, Leland for King and Country, Cloverton, Jason Flowers. Now, funny thing is, all CCM music at one point all sounded like Coldplay. So it's always funny to see the Coldplay comparison on all these lists because they all were bad imitations of Coldplay at one point. Um, so that's really funny. I've seen Leland live. They're okay. Um, uh, for King and Country, they had something I was interested in. Cloverton's a band. And uh, fun story time, I auditioned to be in Cloverton twice. If you don't know who Cloverton is, they did this version of this Christmas version of Hallelujah uh, that you probably will hear Christians share on Facebook around Christmas time. They did this like, Christmas Hallelujah. And I auditioned for this band twice now. I know you're thinking, why would you audition for this band at all? And uh, it's a good question. I was still very Christian back then. Uh, thought maybe I could join a band. I auditioned on drums, and I auditioned as uh, their guitar player. And I probably have an audition tape on tape, uh, audition video on my computer that will never see the light of day. And uh, am I... Am I happy I didn't make, get into the band? Uh, part of me is yes now that I'm not really in the Christian thing, and I bet we'd have some a lot of strong theological disagreements uh, coming up. I don't know if they're cool with gay people. Uh, I don't know if they, they drink uh, and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, part of me kind of wishes I would have been in the band. I think it would have been really cool, at least for a while. And then the other part of me is like, I think I'm fine. Uh, I think I'm fine not being in the band. Um, next, we got Collective Souls, Jason Fowler, Comeback Kid, Close Your Eyes, Copeland, uh, May, and The Afters. Uh, isn't Copeland a Christian group? Okay, Counterparts, Close Your Eyes, Creed, the one where we all want to know. Uh, Strange Celebrity, Scott Stapp. Scott's, they put Scott. What what is with this group? It's like you want to find the Christian alternative to Creed. Why not listen to the lead singer's solo project? 
Okay, this this list. Some of this, some of this list is lazy. Crossfade. I, I feel that you don't know they have song. What I really meant to say is I'm sorry for the way I am. I never meant to be so cold. And that is one guy in the band. I never meant to be so cold. Um, so that's that. Uh, a lot of people are uh, determining it as a divorced dad rock now, which is a new subgenre, and I absolutely love it. Uh, their similarities are Pillar and Skillet, 100%. Like, that's pretty good. Um, Damone, we have Fireflight. Uh, Daughtry, this is, a, this is an interesting one. Saying Just Real, Third Day, Seventh Time Down, Colton Dixon, and Jeremy Camp. Kind of, yeah, I agree. Uh... Dave Matthews Band. We have David Crowder Band, which is, that's funny. Uh, and Third Day, all right? Death Calf for Cutie, Jars of Clay. I, that's, that's very far off. I heard Jars of Clay. I've heard those guys are pretty cool, but Death Calf for Cutie, I'm gonna, that's gonna be a no for me, dog. It's hard to find, a, that's, I hate, Death Calf for Cutie is a hard band to find a similarity to. Uh, Disturbed in Pillar, okay? Drive-By Truckers in Todd Agnew. Driving East, Starfield. Dropkick Murphys, Flatfoot 56. Edwin McCain and Casting Crowns. Emery, who is a Christian band, they also, those guys host a podcast called Bad Christian. They go over Christian-type things that are cringy and stuff like that. Sent by Ravens, Eric Clapton, Johnny Lang, The Choir, Evanescence in Plum. Uh, Evans Blue, uh, Dismas, um, Fall Out Boy, who was on another list, uh, Run Kid Run, Acquire, The Fire, and Audio Adrenaline. Yeah. Finger Eleven and Skillet. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, Flogging Molly, Flat 56. They're probably some, an Irish-sounding Christian band. Foo Fighters, uh, we got Fighting Instincts, Southbound Fearing. Um, and then Fort Minor meets Beck. That's John Rubin, former American Idol winner, I believe, if I'm remembering correctly. Fountains of Wayne, 117. Uh, okay. Franz Ferdinand in Brothers Martin, Funeral for a Friend, Falling Up. Fun, band I absolutely love, Nate Roos and Jack Antonoff. Satellites and Sirens and Hawk Nelson. Hawk Nelson does not sound like fun at all. Fun. Fun is such a unique sound, and they do not sound like Hawk Nelson. Gaslight Anthems and Citizens, Gin Blossoms, Pillar, no, Ruth, Halifax, Pillar, Hinder, and Disciple. Now, I have not listened to Disciple forever, but they were really good back in the day. Um, I bet they're probably still pretty good now. If we're being honest with ourselves, they're probably still really good. Um, Hoobastank. And the reason is you and Circle Side, Hurt, Day of Fire, Imagine Dragons. Oh, here we go. Let's do it. Uh, Ever Found, Lincoln Brewster, Satellite and Sirens, Jeremy Camp. Imagine Dragons also a band I feel like it's hard to have find a comparison to. And and I think the singer is Mormon. I don't know if they actually follow that. Uh, Interpol, House of Heroes, Jack Johnson, Matt Carney. I see that. Jack's Mannequin, uh, The Rocket Summer. Okay, Jack White, Steve Taylor in the Perfect Foil. It sounds like Steve Taylor in the Perfect Foil sound like a band that's really pretentious, and I get it, and I wouldn't listen to it. James Taylor, the Choir, um, 
Jason Mraz, Sean McDonald, Matt Carney, okay, Jeff Beck, uh, Robert Randolph in the Family Band, Jimmy Eat World, one of my favorites, Russia Fools, Southbound Fearing, May, Pioneer, I Am Empire. Don't really see that either. John Butler Trio, we have Robert Randolph in the Family Band. John Mayer, Sean McDonald, Johnny Lang, Dave Barnes. Dave Barnes, I don't see sounding like John Mayer at all. Um, I actually am surprised Lincoln Brewster was not on uh, this list. I feel like Lincoln Brewster would be perfect for uh, John Mayer comparison. John Foreman, lead singer of Switchfoot, probably the comeback. Uh, Brandon B., which I am very surprised that they didn't put Switchfoot down there. Um uh, John McLaughlin, I've seen him. I saw him live, uh, and he's Christian too, I think. Uh, Big Daddy Weave, Just Surrender, Emery. Hmm. Uh, Kansas, John Elefante, Elephant. Keen, uh, somewhere only we know. Uh, Brandon B., Kelly Clarkson, and Barlow Girl. Oh my god, I haven't thought about Barlow Girl so fucking long folks i have not thought they've been out of my mind for over a decade and now they're back in my mind okay corn the showdown thousand foot crutch yes thousand foot crutch they were they're pretty good i like thousand foot crutch i haven't listened to them in forever uh luke lacuna coil Fireflight, landon pig leland lifehouse that they're christian aren't they? after edmund building 429 uh, Lincoln Park, Falling Up in Red. Lost Lonely Boys. Who's fucking listening? Who? I haven't thought like I haven't thought about them since before. It had to be before 2007. How far is heaven? I haven't thought about them. Lost Prophets, the classic crime. Maroon 5. Okay. David Crowder Band. Okay. Starfield, Laughlin, Lincoln Brewster, Hawk Nelson. None of those bands sound anything like Maroon 5. Being honest, not even... I probably listened to a majority of their albums, and they sound nothing alike. Uh, Metallica, The Showdown. MGMT, Manic Drive. Michelle Branch, Crystal Myers. Mudvayne and P.O.D. Uh, Muse, After Edmund. My Chemical Romance, The Myriad, The Classic Crime. Don't do that anymore. Don't do that ever again. Uh, the National, John Mark McMillan. Yeah, I see that. Uh, Newfound Glory, Waverly. Uh, Nickelback and Cutlass. Okay, yeah. Uh, they should have put Skillet too, but I'm not one to judge. OAR, Esterlin, Hyperstatic Union. Okay, go. Pivot Plex. One Republic, Death Vale for King and Country. Lincoln Brewster, I agree with that. Painting at the Disco, Pivot Plex, okay. Paramore, Everlife, The Letter Black, Fireflight, Pendulum, Family Force 5, Peter Gabriel, Petri, Peter Yorn, Mercy Me, Phoenix, Esterlin, Pink, Barlow Girl, yet again. I wonder if they're still a band. Poe and Plum, Queen Meets Weezer, that's... Who... Who combined... Who wrote this? Whoever wrote that needs to go to jail, at least for a couple years. Um, Downware apparently sounds like Queen meets Weezer. Radiohead, Starflyer 59, Rage Against the Machine, and Thousand Foot Crutch, okay. Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, Run Kid Run. Uh, Reliant K, a Christian group, a pioneer. Rob Thomas, Todd Agnew, Seosin, Disciple. 
I can see that. Saving Abel, December Radio. December Radio. No R. Uh, Saving Jane and Barlow Girl. Barlow Girl, now back in my mind. Seether. Cutlass, Day of Fire. Uh, Senses Fail, Seventh Day Slumber. Oh, man, I haven't thought of them in a while. Uh, Sherwood, The Afters. Shine Down, The Wrecking, Decipher Down. Simple Plan, Run Kid Run. Okay, yeah, I get that. Uh, Sister Hazel, Need to Breathe. Uh, Smile, Empty Soul, P.O.D. Spoken, Silverline, Stereo Skyline, 117. Stereophonics, Telecast, Don't Double Pilots, Day of Fire. Story of the Year, I Am Empire. Sum 41, uh, The Folds. Um, let's see here, got a next, uh, here we go. Test Your Reflex after Edmund, The Airborne Toxic Event, uh, The Airborne Toxic Event, Sherrock, The Bravery, This Beautiful Republic, The Click Five, <laughs> Just the Girl I'm Looking For, uh, Storyside B, uh, The Fray, which are Christian, uh, Dave Barnes, Colton Dixon, The Friday Night Boys, FM Static, The Killers, The Myriad, Citizen Rap Citizen Rapture Ruckus, The Lone Bellow, Shane and Shane. Didn't they do that song with No, that wasn't Shane and Shane. Uh uh The Pretty Reckless, Fireflight, The Ravenettes, Super Chick. Oh, I haven't thought about Super Chick in forever. Uh The Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. What wait a minute, weren't they on the other side of this list? Did they did they repeat Red Jumpsuit Apparatus twice? Did they did they mess up? Did they, they did! Oh my god, they put red jumpsuit apparatus and then the red jumpsuit apparatus. Oh my god, dude. They they fucking messed up and they put skillet, yeah. Mayday Parade, The Rocket Summer. I don't know, I like I'd rather listen to Mayday Parade. The script, audio adrenaline, remedy drive, the shins, waverly, uh, the temper trap, desveil, the Veronica, super chick, and Crystal Myers. The Vincent Black Shadows, you got Super Chick, The Wallflowers, uh, Bob Dylan's Sons Band, and uh, Third Day. Third Eye Blind, you got Switchfoot, Ruth, and Strange Celebrity. Three Days Grace, you got Nine Lashes and Disciple. Train, you got Mike's Chair, Trapped, which you have Cutlass and Thousand Foot Crutch. Don't listen to tra- if you're, don't listen to Trapped, just listen to Cutlass Thousand Foot Crutch, you know. Listen to that divorced dad rock. Tsunami Bomb, Fireflight, U2, you got Leland and Everfound, Velvet Revolver, you got Day of Fire, Vertical Horizons, Building 429 and Mercy Me, Walk the Moon, Rapture Ruckus, Weezer, Switchfoot and Rush of Fools, Wilco, Telecast, William Tell, By the Tree, The Turning, Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, uh, Inhabited, and finally Yellow Card, you got Switchfoot. So, um, overall, I actually think this list is a lot more accurate than the last two lists we've done for pop and hardcore, plus the pop list. But uh, there's also some bands they put on here that really don't have good comparisons because they're so original. Uh, overall, though, um, there are great bands on both sides of this list. Um, just only listen to good music. That's that's the idea. Only listen to bands that are actually good. Don't listen to bands that are bad. That's my that's my life advice. Okay, so it's time once again that we scrape the bottom of the barrel. For those of you who don't know what scraping the bottom of the barrel is, uh, it's when I go on uh, BuzzFeed and uh, go over one of their list articles uh, for all of us to 
really learned nothing at all. So um, without further ado, I have my iPad here. Let's get the screen pulled up and uh, let's just jump into it. Uh, 33 low effort tips to help you look and feel more put together. Uh, I like to be put together, at least look put together, even though some days I don't feel put together at all. Um, and let's, let's see if BuzzFeed will in fact help us out as well with this. So, um, that's a popular thing. I'm going to go that. So number one, set alarms to make sure you're sticking to a schedule. This is especially great at forcing you to sign on and off at the proper times whilst working from home. It can be easy to chip in longer hours when you're not commuting. I'm going to get a head start. I've often said at 7am, but setting a strict rule will help you set boundaries and get more done. So yeah, this is just general advice. Like, Hey, I need to do something like this. Am I going to remember to do this time? No. Uh, that's when you set an alarm to do it. So yeah. Number two, obtain the ballerina bun of your dreams by way of these good hairpins. Just one pin can do the work of up to 20 hairpins. How does it work, you ask? Just secure your hair into a ponytail, pull it into a super tight bun, spin the pins into place, and bam, you've got yourself the perfect up to. Now, as a man, I don't think this necessarily will work for me so i'm gonna i don't think this is very necessarily that good for me so i'm gonna have to pass on that um number three make cleaning as easy as one two spritz with a no scrub wet and forget cleaner this no rinse product should be used weekly to keep your shower free of mildew which basically means it will take care of two seconds to feel like you've deep cleaned the place in which you bathe um very good i have i use the stuff uh called kablam oxy it's like by oxyclean or whatever and uh yeah it does a really good job like you spray it on let it sit for a couple minutes or whatever, and then you take your shower water and then, like, spray down the shower. It's a great way to, like, super quickly clean uh, the shower and uh, stop all that other uh, shit from coming up. Um, um, number four, cackle in the face of coffee drinks by way of a reversible waterproof desk mat. Because if you don't have a space large enough to accommodate a fancy work-from-home setup, well, same, but slapping this baby baby on your living room coffee table at least gives you the feeling of typing away at a genuine office desk desks are cheap just just buy a desk i think the one i'm using right now in like my studio uh was like 40 bucks i found it on ebay and it's just a flat surface i have a like a 27 inch monitor and then my macbook uh um, number five, enlist the help of a cotton t-shirt when you're drying your dew. It provides a gentle alternative to hot tools that will reduce frizz and minimize damage. First of all, um, there's a lot of things with heat in your hair. First of all, they're called towels. You can dry with a towel. Um, second, um, there's also, there's heat protectant you can use in your hair, uh, if you're worried about heat damage on your hair. Second, your hair also does a really good job at telling you if it's too hot, it, you'll you'll feel like you're like it's really hot your hair will feel really hot and that's when you need to back off so um just a little life lesson for you right there if it hurts then uh maybe uh take the heat off of something and that may work for other things too but that's especially with your hair then you get perfect volume like i always get number six pair a plain tee with high-waisted palazzo trousers 
pants guaranteed to make you feel trendier than thou whilst you strut to your corner deli. These are available in neutral and vibrant hues alike, making it look as if you didn't snooze through your alarm this morning. I'm not going to buy this. That's just, uh, that's 100% I'm not buying this. Um... Number seven, Bliss, being able to remove the plastered pet fur on your black leggings within seconds. Pick up every speck of gunk that's attached itself to your clothing via this lint remover, a beast, and making plain black tees look crisp and straight out of the dryer. I actually think this might be a good product that I may need to invest in. So that's, that's a good one uh, here. Number eight, Apply a pea-sized amount of Glossier Skin Tint, which is known to, for having a breathable formula that blurs pores, lightly covers redness without feeling like your typical foundation. In other words, this doesn't feel like you're wearing a layer of product. In fact, it feels like nothing at all. That's good. I know uh, me and a bunch of other guys, you know, if you just have acne, you just use some concealer to cover it up, that might be a good product for you to use uh, on them. Men wear makeup now, and uh, we do what we do. Number nine, throw an oversized knit vest because layering this over a button-down guarantees your spot on the cover of Click Series Book number I-Y-K-Y-K, plus as a whisper of chic warm. Okay. Not really my style, but okay. Um... Another way to ensure a quick breakfast, unlike those irksome TV characters who have a bite of toast and say, gotta run to the parent who has just prepared a gourmet meal, prepping frozen fruit every Sunday, just measure ingredients, pop them in the reusable stasher bag, and store in your freezer. These smoothie recipes are delicious, simple, and will make no more than a few minutes to prepare. I, I gotta stay away from the fruits. They have, it's sugary. You know, we, we don't do sugar. Uh, at least we say we don't. But then we do off camera. Um, give yourself a lovely flush of pink and non-sticky moisture thanks to vitamin A, C, and E found in Nooni Appleberry Lip Oil. It's even packed with apple water and raspberry extract to slow slew away the dead skin that will inevitably result in a chapped pout. Here's what you do instead of that. You buy like a tub of Vaseline. It'll last you a while. And after you brush your teeth in the morning, uh, use that to chap your lips. And then uh, if your lips do get chapped throughout the day, it means you're probably not drinking enough water or hydrated. So it's another good sign. Uh, so yeah, I'm telling you right now, Vaseline is the trick because most chapsticks, uh, they typically put stuff in them that makes you have to use more chapstick and it'll still dry out your lips. So I stay away from chapsticks. I always say use Vaseline on that. That's a life hack for me. Swap sweats with fleece-lined faux leather leggings that look so damn chic. Mama loves comfy clothes that fool the masses into thinking, I tried, ma tried. Mama in this context equals me, and these, expense uh, these provide a top-quality dupe for most expensive versions. I actually might get some of those because leather pants look cool. I said it. Sitting for 8-plus hours a day does not do the body good. Shout out to everyone who has worked from home since March. Carve out a chunk of me time and dedicate it to exercising. This 20-minute workout is fast, easy to follow, and doesn't require any equipment. Uh, so I'm just looking at this. Uh, it's telling me how to work out. See, here's the thing, though. If you, if you work a job that you generally have to sit down a lot for, I mean, I sit down and edit videos and audio and uh, other stuff. I had a desk. Um, if you're feeling stiff, stand up. Um, that's why I like my Apple watch. It will tell me to, uh, like stand up when I need to, to make sure I, 
do stand up at least once an hour. Number 14, enlist the help of L'Oreal Paris Makeup True Match Lumi Lotion. To brighten your complexion in a jiffy, this glycerin in shea butter infused formula is super lightweight, hydrating while an illuminating tint adds instant glow. Can't really say anything on that. 15, I think I speak for all of us when I say blessed be the TikTok. Try out these simple hacks to instantly upgrade your fit. Example one, tuck an oversized sweatshirt into a sports bra for a chic cropped silhouette. I don't wear a sports bra, so unfortunately this does not work for me. Sorry. Um, or try the simple method for effortlessly cropping the oversized promotional tops and random graphic tees you bought at PacSun 10 years ago but have yet to part with. All you need is a rubber band and a dream. I wish you would shut up. Uh, 17, quickly touch up your brows with a chic dermaplaning razor tool sent from heaven for people who are done with the pains of plucking and the expense of waxing. This quickly rids stray brown hairs and unwanted peach fuzz while ridding your complexion of dead skin. Uh, dead, dead skin. Um, yeah, uh, just, I'm just gonna stop reading there. No, thank you. Um, number 18, you're not ready to retire the Ugg boots you purchased seven years ago. Fair enough. Use this four-sided cleaning brush to remove the scruff marks and salt stains that you have invaded your suede shoes for an instantly more polished look. Um, I do want to get some Ugg boots just to let people know when I've given up. Um, I was going to do that with some uh, Crocs, but I think Crocs are kind of coming back in as ugly and comfy on purpose. 19, prevent cluttering your link space and stop telling yourself you'll do it later by following the one-minute rule. Basically, this model means tackling mundane tasks that take 60 seconds or less, whether that's making your bed or putting that coffee mug in the dishwasher. Uh, that is something I actually really need to follow um, and probably should. So... Um, Someone remind me to actually do that. Uh, number 20, nip brassiness in the bud with a cult favorite Fenola purple shampoo, the violet pigment in the blah, Yeah, so yeah, this is very obvious if you're, um, if you're blonde, if you're going blonde, you use like, uh, or if you're coloring, I think this is more or less for coloring your hair because if you're just, uh, if you're naturally just a blonde, then uh, it's not really going to do anything. It's not... <laughs> Not a big deal. Maybe it is. I don't know. But uh, yeah, they say if you uh, you have to use like this purple colored shampoo and it helps you with it. So that's that has some valid validity to it. Um, Twenty one. Jeez, we're, we gotta we gotta get through these. Tackle one dreadful organization task a week and check the interwebs for any shortcuts. Personal example: My bookshelf has been a disaster since century. Organizing my color or taking the minimalist approach is shockingly easy and takes checks watch no more than fifteen minutes. Yeah, well, that's fifteen minutes. I, of work I don't want to do. Uh, for the person who'd rather do 1 million push-ups and wait for lacquer to dry, give yourself an at-home mani and kiss nail adhesives. Uh, just, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do nail adhesives. I'm sorry. Uh, throw on a ribbed v-neck top, uh, to look trash chic while exerting no effort to get there. This baby is practically begging to be worn with high-waisted leggings thanks to its crop silhouette. Okay. Uh, 24. Doing the dishes is the bane of your existence. I get it. I'm right there with you, but household chores become less daunting when you have a designated time for them. Instead, coming up with a weekly cleaning routine to cut back on workday distractions and write it down on a ma magnetic whiteboard. Here's the thing with dishes. Just do them immediately after you get done eating. Just, it's just a part of eating. And if you don't like it, don't use dishes. 
eat out every day. I don't know. That's the life hack I learned. Just uh, do your dishes immediately after you get done eating, and uh, it won't be a problem. 25, uh, wear some no-show socks to prevent clashing fabrics from peeking out over the top of your lace-up sneakers. These comfy bad boys even have a silicone backing on your heel, which translates to no more slipping socks. Um, okay. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, get glossy frizz-free curls on second or on a fourth day. Kick beauty. I don't need glossy frizz-free curls, so I'm out on that one. Uh, turn any bra into a no-show racer with the help of these handy-dandy adjustable clip holders. Um, I don't wear bras either. Sorry. I think a lot of these are for women, and I'm not a I'm not a woman. So take yourself from bedtime ready to professional chic by layering this removable collar under any comfy old sweatshirt. So simple, so transformative and gorgeous embellishments give you... I wonder if there's like that for men, like, you know, with like the sweaters. I don't know. 29, tame baby hairs in a jiffy with this plant-based gel cream, which ought to tame the pesky... The formula is non-greasy, completely transparent, the mascara. Okay, I like that. On or try an edge control gel to help lay your edges in slick ba back baby hairs with just a few flicks of products. Okay, those are actually very good. Uh, 31. So the eyes aren't the window to the soul, it's your actual ear brows. This curly reel is with bat now. Um, I always just say be careful with your eyebrows. And to the ladies out there, um, no man has ever seen eyebrows and wanted to fuck. They, that's not the sexy thing. Just make them look normal. Okay. Uh, scorf in the fence of deep wrinkles with a mini fabric steamer. Uh, yes, you just pulled this button down in the hamper. No, you don't have to, anything else to wear. Quick run with the steamer. Yeah, though, that, that would be really good, actually. How much is that? $19.97. Actually, that's not too bad. Last and not least, opt for a non-constrictive support with a Hanes wire-free bra with a design with a second skin feel so comfortable it will be worn all the time willingly like you will actually want to wear this. Okay. Well, that's the list today, folks. I hope, hope we got some good cringe in. When an enemy shoots at you, you pull out your Captain America shield. When Doc Ock attacks you on a bridge, you control the nanobots from your iron spider suit to control his arms. So why are you allowing all these websites to store your credit card information? The solution to that is today's sponsor, Privacy. Privacy is the first payment product that keeps your personal information private while being even more convenient than using a physical payment card online. Privacy empowers you to protect your physical card information. Each merchant you share your card information with puts you more at risk to hackers or data breaches. Why not use a privacy card instead? By creating a virtual card with privacy for each merchant you shop with, your physical card is safe and secure. Privacy cards can be paused or closed at any time, preventing any future transactions from being authorized. Privacy cards can also be single-use, meaning they close after just one authorized transaction. One of my favorite ways to use privacy is for any service with a free trial that requires a credit card to sign up. But wait, there's more. By using our link in the description, you can get $5 to spend anywhere. That's money that you get to use. So start paying the smart way with privacy. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Anything can be delivered to you these days. Beds, bananas, bricks, and even boxes of beans. 
But what about alcohol? Yes, even alcohol can be delivered to you thanks to today's sponsor, Drizzly. Drizzly gets all your favorite beer, seltzer, wine, whiskey, and much more delivered directly to your home. With their easy-to-use mobile app, we are getting one step closer to never leaving our homes. You know it's saying something when it is being praised as the Amazon for liquor. Drizzly is my go-to app for getting all the booze I need so I can do other things. So using our link in the description today, you can save $5 off your first purchase through Drizzly. Drizzly has proprietary ID verification technology that it provides to its retail partners that allow drivers to scan IDs for more than a barcode to make sure the purchaser is over 21 years old in the U.S. and of legal drinking age in Canada. Retailers on Drizzly may have a minimum order or delivery fee, so using our link in the description, get $5 off your first order with Drizzly. And remember, when you use our links, you directly support this show. Okay, so now it's time for me uh, to give all of you advice. What? Yeah, that's right. It's time for me to give advice in our segment called Ask Shweezy. Uh, Ask Shweezy is where I give advice to you on uh, whatever problems that uh, you are uh, currently having uh, in today's world, where I answer them for you. And uh, yeah, so uh, let's just... uh, Let's just jump into it. Too late to learn an instrument. Is it too late for me to learn an instrument? I don't even know how to read music. I'm 25 and am thinking about piano or violin, but also considering ukulele because I hear it's an easier instrument. So, yeah, it's a good question. Um, you said you're 25, so um, if you have any dreams of being a famous musician, um, I'm going to be honest with you, you probably need to throw those out the window uh, because you're, the clock is ticking, and I don't think... In uh, in whatever amount of time, eventually they're going to call you a boomer or whatever. Uh, you're going to be too old uh, for whatever uh, music. And you're just just FYI uh, to give you a heads up. But if you're just learning it for fun, I do not think there uh, you are too old to learn an instrument. I think any age you can learn an instrument, and any age is appropriate uh, to start an instrument because uh, you know music. If when you're playing music for fun, uh, it doesn't matter your age. Uh, having fun isn't hard when you've got a library card as a as a famous aardvark once told me, and uh, having fun isn't hard when you've got an instrument to annoy uh, the people you live with. Um, So, uh, first of all, I want to say if you're a man and uh, you're wanting to uh, get your penis touched and you're thinking of using this to get your penis touched, I would suggest uh, not the violin or viola. Cello, maybe. Um... Maybe I would maybe go with the piano. Uh, more than likely, I would say go with guitar. Get pick up an acoustic guitar, and just learn how to play that. Learn how to sing along with it. I think that's gonna be really great. Ukulele is good too. Um, like you said, it's a lot easier instrument. Yeah, ukulele is super easy to learn how to do. Um, if I, I think I technically learned it in thirty minutes, I think I figured out all the chords I need to learn stuff like that kind of figured out how the scale works and the the frets work and everything uh it didn't take me that long but i was also all when i first started playing ukulele i was already playing guitar for a very long amount of time and so that was not that hard of a learning curve uh for me to do it so i you know i always suggest piano uh piano um is a good option to pick too however um it's gonna be it t- it's a lot of work piano is a lot more work than uh, a lot of other instruments. I would suggest like guitar, acoustic guitar for you. I think that'd be an easy one for you to learn. Violins also, um, 
not going to be fun either uh, for you to learn. Um, but you also got to pick out something you like. I would suggest acoustic guitar um, for you and then just stick with that uh, because um, eventually, because like you're not trying to go pro with this. like You're just trying to have fun. And I think acoustic guitar is great because you can play it solo. You can play it with other people. Um, you can use it to accompany yourself when you're singing or accompany someone else who's singing or playing another instrument. That's why I think acoustic guitar. Uh, I, I always suggest guitar or piano for people, uh, mainly because of those two options. But uh, I always I would stray away a little bit from piano because what I would tell you is uh, it takes a lot of work to get good at the piano. Um, in regards to reading music, that is also optional depending on your goals and what you want to do with the instrument piano it's always yeah you're gonna to have to learn music because that's just kind of how music is guitar you just have, you could either learn how to learn a chord charts um tabs and then there's also standard sheet music as well you can go along with that so there's a lot of options there but you don't necessarily have to learn uh you know like reading music is a very blanket term uh, for what you're kind of looking into. So, um, overall, uh, I think guitar, acoustic guitar or yeah, and ukulele, uh, would probably be the best choices for you. Uh, stay away from violin. I don't think you can get your penis touched as much with a violin, to be honest with you, or your vagina's touched. Um, or whatever the female, what is the female equivalent to penis touches? I don't think it's vagina. To be honest, I don't think it's a vagina. Clitoris touches. Is that, the, is that a better term to go with? I don't know. Um, so yeah, no, those are just some, uh, just some general thoughts I have on that. Uh, but you do you, you, you do your thing and it's never too, you're never too old to learn an instrument. That's, that's a fact. Uh, what? Okay. Let's go to the next question. A few beers in my wife just revealed to me. She has never pooped in a public restroom before. Is this normal behavior? So in my mind, I, when I have to poop and we're talking about my experiences here, which is always different from everyone else's experience in the entire world. In my experience, uh, when I have to poop, I have to poop. I can hold it in. I think worse I've done was two hours, but if I really, mine just, mine just drops and it's like, gotta go to the bathroom. And I just get up immediately, uh, stop whatever I'm doing, get up immediately. And I go straight away. So I've used public restrooms. I used the bathroom in school to take a poop. Uh, the kids like this guy's taking a shit in here, and it's like I'm just doing my best. Um, so, so yeah, that's my experience. So um, a lot of people don't like pooping in public places. They only like their home bathroom. Which uh, agreed, there is something to your your home toilet, your home bathroom that is special. However if I got to go, I got to go. And I'm, I don't care. I will poop in the public restroom. However, there are some people, uh, you, I've met people who, uh, who refused, who are just such big germaphobes. They refuse to even like pee in a public restroom. Like they only do that at home. And there's, you know, a lot of people, you know, if you have normal bowels, uh, you just poop once a day in the morning and then you go about your day, you go about the rest of your day in, in, in peace. And then if you're like me, you poop a couple times a day. Uh, I always thought that was a fat guy thing. Apparently there is no real normal poop schedule for, uh, anyways, there's no healthy, uh, amount of bowel movements. As long as there's no pain, technically, uh, apparently you're fine. Um, so what I believe some people, there, there's a psychological aspect to this too, as well. Um, uh, so your wife, I'm going to make a guess that she may, there's maybe some psychological, uh, 
thing to it. Probably not something you need to go to therapy for. Uh, something psych- psychological that's like, say, that your body is like, oh, you can't poop here. You can only, you can't poop. You only have to poop at home. You can't poop here. You can't poop here. Uh, we're going to do everything in our power to reduce kind of like the pain or any type of sensors that make you have to poop here until you get home. Then you can go. And the, she might have something like that. I kind of have that with vomit where if I have, to, if I know I have to throw up, like my body will tell me you're about to throw up. And my, my, my able to like get I'm like, okay, go to the bathroom, get to the toilet. Once I hit the bathroom though, it starts coming out. So I just rush to the toilet straight away and, uh, let it all out. Uh, usually if I'm drunk, it, it could always be something different, but usually, usually 95% of the time, the 5% of the time when I'm not drunk, uh, usually when I'm drunk too, I usually make it to the toilet. Okay. Or outside. Um, so yeah, usually like my body is just like, okay, you got to puke. But, and then it's like right when I enter the threshold of the bathroom, that's when the vomit comes out. So there's probably something psycho- psychological or anything, uh, psychological, I said that right, uh, to whatever is going on uh, with your wife's colon that's probably uh, helping her know, like doesn't give her the pain or any of the signals that's able to hold it in until she is actually able to get to her safe space bathroom. So... I kind of wish I had something similar to that. That's actually pretty useful. Um, that's why I'm going to make a guess that your wife has. Um, if she's like, but if she's actually like feeling pain and refusing to, uh, you might, she might just have to suck it up and do it because that's like, like if I don't see any shame, I don't see any shame in using the public restroom. So you wish you didn't, but you know, you do in the, yeah. Um, never pooped. You didn't say anything about pee. So I'm going to assume that's correct as well. So, um, yeah, I would. I wouldn't make a big deal out of this, um, unless like it's something that like causes a burden to you or her. Um, she she might need to learn that. Like, yeah, she doesn't have to hold it in. She can use the public restroom if she wants to. Uh, worst case scenario, you get like the paper seat covers, or you put toilet paper over the toilet seat to make you feel better. That's just you know that's how it is. Sometimes you have to do that. I don't do that. I'm not a wuss. I clean myself regularly so I don't, i'm not too worried about that so therefore i don't have to so let's go on to our next question then do you think it's okay to steal if it means you're able to survive simple items like bread milk and necessities so i am not able to say this the only way i'm going to be able to answer this question is in song there out in the darkness, a fugitive running, falling from God, falling from grace. God be my witness, I never shall yield till we come face to face, till we come face to face. He knows his way in the dark, but mine is the way of the Lord. Those who follow the path of the righteous shall have their reward. And if they fall as Lucifer fell, the flame, the sword. So, real talk, though, uh, not regarding Les Mis. Uh, if you don't, I've been on the Les Mis kick lately. So, um, here's the thing. Um, 
this idea of stealing, it's technically illegal or whatever, but you're like, but what if you steal uh, in regards to survive or to help someone else out? That's a, it's a good question. A lot of people have discussed similar topics to this. Uh, and uh, it's very interesting. And uh, I have I think I saw, I think I may have saw this on TikTok, but the idea of laws and what's like, you know, laws are a weird topic. And I've learned that. So like, say... Uh, the example to me was, so say if you, like, steal cash or money or whatever from your employer, like, if you work somewhere where there's a cash register, you take money out of there, and that's when you're stealing from, uh, you could get arrested for that and get in big trouble So because you're stealing from the company. However, if the company shorts you on your paycheck and you have a problem with that, you, you can't call the cops and have them get arrested because they stole from you. You, you know, you see, both are technically stealing, however... One, the cops will arrest you for, but the other, cops won't arrest you for. You have to, like, file a lawsuit and uh, contact your district attorney. It's a whole ordeal. So the idea of laws being uh, the true good or whatever is uh, not true, even ones that are, like, uh, you know, very basic things. But uh, I, in in my mind, um, technically, um, because that's a very good red line. Um, which I don't know if I have the exact answer for. I can give you an idea. Um, I would always say um, depends on the merchant. Like if you steal from if you steal from Walmart, like I don't think that's a big deal. But if you steal from another poor person, that's bad. Uh, you know, it's like that. So if you steal from a rich person who sh- wouldn't notice, it's not a big deal. But in other situations, I feel like it is a problem. So. Uh, maybe it's just like Les Mis, uh, like the song we were singing. Next question, why do I attract gay men? Hi, I'm an average-looking straight guy. I never had a girlfriend. I tried my best to be attractive. I bought a nice car, started going to the gym to get jacked. Three years now, I'm really jacked. Cool. Uh... I did everything I learned from the internet, started approaching girls. Unfortunately, they're not interested in me. At least that's what they say. I live in a very homophobic country. I'm not homophobic, but a lot of gay men expressed their crush on me. Three times with three different guys. I politely declined, and they respected my decision. Am I doing something wrong? Um, so here's the thing, buddy. Uh, first of all, you wanted to flex on me and everyone listening to this show, so, um, congratulations. Um, but here, here's probably the truth that I see that you're probably not seeing, and I hope a lot of other people saw this situation now as I was reading this. Uh, it's probably nothing to do with how you look, or anything like that. Uh, considering, um, that what you're saying, that you have, that you do work out, and you do take care of yourselves, and try to look good, um, it's probably not a problem with your looks. Uh, you could, and guys are hitting on you, and that's a good sign that you're not ugly. Um, that's what. That's something I would suggest to any guy out there if you want to know if you're ugly. Uh, try to get a gay guy to hit on. Try to get gay guys. Go to a gay bar. You know they they will serve. They will serve anyone. They 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 don't have a policy like we only serve gays here. Uh, they will serve everyone. Just don't be don't be a dick. Okay, <coughs> unless you like dick, then. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Um, 
We, we uh, so yeah, I'm I'm making a guess here. That has nothing to do with your looks. You're getting hit on my guys. Uh, the thing, one of the big differences is for women, uh, looks. A man's looks aren't as important as a lot of other factors. Um, that's going on with them. They, uh, they they will respectfully date. Le- uh, like, what, what what am I trying to say? They will date. Uh, guys less attractive than them or less uh, not in their league or whatever because there's a lot of other factors that can go into it. Like a good career is really good, a good personality, confidence, uh, you know, obviously taking care of yourself is one thing. Uh, uh, Personality, I think I probably said personality, and uh, probably all the women listening here probably list off a ton of other things uh, that they'll do that they, that they're into. And that's, it has nothing to do with looks. So I'm going to, I'm just making a guess here that your looks have nothing to do, uh, with the situation that you have put yourself into. Uh, I'm going to make a guess here that when you're approaching or trying to, uh, make con- uh, contact or any sort of, uh, approaching with these women, uh, something in regards to how you're acting is turning them off from you. Maybe you're coming on a little too strong. Maybe you uh, are not being that interesting. And, uh, I mean, there's a thousand other things. Like, I obviously don't know uh, how everything's going. The only real lesson I can give you is that uh, don't... uh, uh, Or the only thing I could really do is watch you and I can give you my notes or whatever. Um, And also, I don't know what advice you're getting from the internet, but if it's like those... A lot of times, I don't know... I get really weird with the dating advice. Uh, the only thing I really know in particular is uh, be yourself. Uh, put your uh, kind of put yourself first. Don't be clingy, and uh, be confident. That's the only thing I really know what to do. Be yourself. Uh, don't be you know. Don't be too into it. You know, like have your own shit going on, and uh, be confident. Uh, that's what I'll say there. Um, I mean, those are good advice. I don't know what you're doing wrong, but a lot of times, like these internet people will like give advice, and it's like, uh, like these, like these players, or what's the uh, the pickup artist type shit. You might be listening to that. I'm not sure. Other than that, stop that shit. Like you, yeah, you may get laid or whatever, uh, or stuff like that. But the type of girls who fall for that are not the kind of girls you ride or die. Uh, First of all, ride or die. Bitch. Which, if you're in the music out now on Spotify, Apple Title, wherever you get your music from, go check that out. So, um, I hopefully that uh, gave you some reasoning why. Uh, really, I'm telling you here, uh, your problem isn't with uh, your looks; it's probably with your personality. Some, uh, like, but like I say here, good looks. Uh, what, was it? What, do I, what do I always say? <laughs> what do I always say? Uh, personalities are temporary, but good looks are forever. Uh, so that's that's what I want you to live by. What does it feel like to be severely overweight? I always imagine it would feel like when you eat too much food and have zero energy and just want to lay around. So I've never been severely overweight. I have been a lot fatter than I currently am. And it's been, you know, it fluctuates up and down. But I have watched a shit ton of My 600-Pound Life. So I'll explain everything I learned from The Learning Channel, TLC, The Learning Channel. Um, One thing you kind of have to think about is, uh, 
you know, we carry our, so you go on your scale and, you know, you see your weight and wh- whatever that is, that's how much you carry, you carry that weight with you. Uh, so you have to think about that. So these people who are like 500, 600 pounds or a little bit less, a little bit more, uh, they carry 500 pounds with them all the time. Like you see lymphedema on their legs, they're just swollen and, uh, kind of crazy looking. It's because there's so much pressure on it because they're carrying 500 pounds all the time. And so like that, so you have all that all the time. Um, moving around because obviously you're, you're moving around, you're moving 500 pounds or whatever with you everywhere that you're going. So it's another thing you have to realize with that too. Um, eating, uh, how much you eat too much food. Uh, if you, they do, a lot of times they do have, uh, some, an eating disorder and uh, not the skinny one, obviously, uh, the, the, the one that goes the other way. And, you know, a lot of times you, they're inputting a lot more calories, uh, than they're burning off. That's kind of how diet, really how diets really work is you burn more, uh, you, you have to burn more calories than you're consuming. That's, in all sense, that's how diets work. So, and they're, they're consuming more food than they're burning. Um, sometimes they'll eat so much that they don't like eat way more than they need to. So uh, that's why when you watch shows like that, they put them on like 800, 1200 calorie diets, which is probably like one third of whatever. And sometimes you can, I can, you can eat one meal at McDonald's and that's that whole day's worth of calories. Once you kind of understand how, uh, kind of nutrition and food works, like you really kind of understand that, uh, zero energy all day. Um, the reason why they typically have zero energy and lay around, sometimes they get so fat that they can't, their body, they can't physically carry their fatness around with them all the time. It's just too heavy. So they have to lay down all the time. Uh, zero energy is because, uh, they have to have energy in the first place to be, they have to have the energy to move 500 pounds, uh, all the time. And so that's kind of the idea. So, um, that's what I know about being severely overweight. Uh, how many of you are severely overweight? Let us know your problems. Uh, you know, we don't even, we didn't even get into like high blood pressure, which is not like a fat guy problem, but skinny people can have it too. Uh, chole- high cholesterol, diabetes, there's all that stuff that, uh, they go through and you don't know. And a lot of times they get addicted to painkillers because of all the pain of having to move around so much. Their body just aches, their knees, they're so fat, like their body physically cannot move what they have. So, uh, a lot of times they get addicted to painkillers too. That's just what it's like to be severely overweight from someone who's been fat, fatter, but not as severely overweight. So I hope that uh, gave you some knowledge. <coughs> Why can't I tolerate seeing a humans of all ages killed, but feel a swell of uncontrollable rage when I see a dog get killed? I'm going to start over and reread that question because that was horrible. Why can I tolerate seeing humans of all ages killed, but feel a swell of uncontrollable rage when I see a dog killed? That's because dogs are pure and innocent. And I think here, uh, there's that like saying, uh, they have is like, how many four-year-olds could you uh, fight off or whatever uh, before you feel guilty or had to stop or whatever? There's some question like that. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I could fight off a lot of four-year-olds. Just think about how they annoy me. Four-year-olds, uh, as long, if I don't know them, I could easily do that. 
See, babies are great, and I think people have children because they want babies, and then they become kids, and they turn into assholes, and when I think about those little assholes, it's fun to watch them get hurt. If I don't know the kid, I don't like the kid already. That's just me. If it's not my friend's kids, when I'm not talking about my friend's kids, and if you're listening, I'm not talking about your kid, uh, obviously, so, you know, stuff like that, but, like, with a dog, dogs only give you love and they're more pure and innocent than a kid. Kids are just assholes. So when you're when you see a kid get killed, you're like, oh, that's bad. That's I guess it happens. When you see a dog get killed, like there's no reason for the dog to get killed. Maybe if it it needed, you know, you had to put it down. Even then, I was like, let's like when I hear, you know, you listen to the show at all, you're like here, you hear conversations of, uh, my mom is worried that this dog is gonna bite her grandchild. I'm like, uh, maybe put your mom down. You know, the dog not doing anything wrong. It sounds like your mom's the problem. Maybe put your mom down. Uh, you know, those are just thoughts I have, uh, about it, but no, how many, it's like that question, how many children could you kill before they overtake you versus how many dogs be hard to kill dogs, but humans, I could easily, I could easily, it's just because they're pure and innocent and, uh, children are not children are little assholes. Anyways, this is the last question of the day. Um, What's why, what's so bad about live, laugh, love signs? I've seen so many memes and references to people who own these signs, and they always act like it's a horrible thing that it is only owned by the scum of the earth. As far as I can tell, it's just a corny sign to fill up spaces. So it's the the problem is uh, the reason why people hate it so much because there's a type of person who buys those corny signs, and they're usually. Karens. And I think the real problem is we don't like Karens. And then they're the ones who buy, instead of like supporting, if you're wanting to get like artwork in your home, instead of supporting like a local artist who could really use the money and can actually make better artwork, they go to Walmart and buy cheap, tacky type stuff like Live, Laugh, Love. That, that's another, that's one of my mindsets. I'm like, if you know an artist and you like their artwork, commission them to make a painting for you, you know? make it, I mean, I'm more one of those people who likes, you know, movie posters and like stuff like that for decorations. But if you, but if I find a good art piece and a friend's making it hundred percent, I'm buying that shit. That's a great way to support them. And a lot of times if it's at an auction, it's probably money laundering too. So if you just buy straight from the artist's source, it's a way better situation than what you're doing, but, uh, live, laugh, love. And I just think, uh, yeah, the worst type of people, uh, because you have to be a certain type of people to think that is good artwork and that's artwork you want in your home. And, uh, yeah, like I said, most of the time it's usually Karens who, you know, uh, will go to church and then 20 minutes after church lets out, they verbally abuse a waiter at a restaurant. It's those types of people who buy these live, laugh, love. And all of a sudden they're probably dramatic and just terrible, terrible people. Cause you just kind of have to be a terrible person to really think in your mindset to like, there's something wrong with your brain physically when you see a live, laugh, love sign and think this is art. This needs to be put throughout my entire house, live, laugh, love. And, uh, yeah, you just have to be a scummy person. So with all that being said, that's how we're ending today's best episode of Cancel Shweezy. Thank you so much for uh, finishing out this episode and uh, being a, the kind of person who finishes podcast episodes. 
Um, so thank you so much. What? Yep, we're this this is the end of the show. So thank you for tuning in to Cancel Sweezy, better known as the Lord's trademark favorite podcast. Uh, so go check me out, all social media, at the Sweezy everywhere. TikTok especially, we've been trying to post there. Instagram is what I check usually. I've been posting more to Twitter and Facebook, so go check me out there as well. You can check out my music, Rider Die Volume 2, Rider Die Volume 1, King. Go check that out. Keep streaming that nonstop. That way I know I need to keep making music, and I'm going to keep making music regardless. Uh, that's what I'm born to do. Uh, if you want to see me do live streams, play some video games and other stuff like that, you can go find me over at twitch.tv slash the Shweezy. If you have an Amazon Prime account, connect it with your Twitch to make it a Twitch Prime account. One free subscribe a month. Send that sub my way. It's a $5 offer that you get for free every month that's otherwise going to be put into Jeff Bezos' pocket. So support your daddy and do that. Also, check us out on Patreon. It's a great way to financially support us. Um, uh, you can just uh, give us any dollar amount. It's a really great way to say thank you for being a friend. But let's not forget all the free options that you have. If you're on YouTube or if you're an audio listener, make sure you go subscribe over on the YouTube, even if it's not your primary form of listening to this show entirely. It's a great way to help us out. We're trying to infiltrate YouTube's algorithms. We're trying to get on there to a partner program. So it'd be really, we would love your assistance in helping with that. And especially if you see a highlight, you can share that with your friends uh, so they can also help us get into it so we can infiltrate more algorithms as well. Uh, like the show, leave us a comment. I'd always love to see comments and see what everyone is up to. Um, and if you're the audio only, obviously leave a review and give us a five, four, three, two, one star rating. Those are always the best ways to say thank you for being a friend always and forever. So let's end the show. The only way we know how honk if you love butt drugs and stay awesome. Believe it or not, Schweg is in at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out or I'd pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. Hey, you just finished a full episode of Cancel Sweezy. Thank you so much. Wherever you are listening or watching this show, make sure you smash that subscribe button that we can get notified anytime we release new episodes. And uh, like I said before, honk if you love butt drugs and uh, stay awesome.